0: All right. I am so excited uh, to share with you Be Well Beautiful Woman's very first vlog post. We're getting smarter about our content and decided that instead of just doing podcast interviews with audio only, that we would go ahead and have our fabulous guests on video to share with our community um, because our work is just too important not to find A lot of ways to be in community with you all so if you didn't know be well beautiful woman is a community that supports women in prioritizing their wellness so that they can heal live joyously and abundantly if you haven't already check us out at bewellbeautifulwoman.com so that you can familiarize yourself with all the juicy stuff that we have going on including the divine feminine business summit which is going to be april 26th through the 30th and elise preston our amazing guest and my new coach is going to be on the lineup. So we're going to be talking about that and a lot of other things. And we also just launched our um, wellness and business incubation program called Be Transformed. Um, so make sure that you tune into all of that good stuff. We'll make those announcements at the end, but I want to give you exactly what you are here for. And if you are tuned in and you have questions in the live, go ahead and put them in and we'll make sure to answer them um, once we get out of our live so that um, we can just be about the business of having this rich kind conversation. conversation this morning. So welcome, welcome, beautiful people. So with that, let me give you the amazing, I said amazing because she is amazing and amazing, <laughs> right. Um, fabulous, beautiful soul that I had the privilege of meeting during her five day abundance challenge. Um, it came into my inbox. Like sometimes things do, which I know for sure is alignment. Cause I'm like, okay, I've, I've never heard of this person, but I've been asking for abundance. This came in my inbox. So I know for sure this is something that I'm supposed to be doing. So I did that challenge. I fell in love with it. I fell in love with Elise, her spirit, her energy, how she approaches her work. And I know for sure that you are going to learn from her. You're going to be inspired by her, not just today, but also at our summit. So make sure that um, you tune in and listen to this very, very rich conversation that we have coming right up. So with that, Elise Preston is a human design guide and abundance coach based in Baltimore. She supports visionary change makers to experience more energetic well-being so that they can reclaim their personal power and increase their social impact. The key modalities that she uses are yoga, mindfulness, and human design. We're going to tell you about how to stay in touch with her and exactly what human design is in just a minute. But first and foremost, Elise, welcome, welcome.
1: Thank you so, so much for that warm welcome and your kind words about the Soulful Abundance Challenge. I am so, so grateful to be here with you today and excited to chat and just dive in and spend time together.
0: Absolutely, it's going to be amazing. So let's go ahead and go to the the first question. Uh, So many people don't know about human design, uh, or if they do know about it, they have a limited knowledge of how human design can be used to um, gain insight into who we are. So what is human design and how can women use it to enhance their lives?
1: Yes, so Human design is a spiritual system and a tool for self-understanding and personal empowerment. And so I love to say that human design is a tool that supports us with knowing ourselves, loving ourselves, trusting ourselves, and being ourselves. Um, some of the systems that it's often compared to are things like astrology or the Myers-Briggs test or Strengths Finder, because those are all really beautiful personality type tools for understanding ourselves at a deeper level. Um, but what really distinguishes human design from some of those other systems is that it's really based in understanding our own energy system. And it provides a blueprint and a map for just having greater awareness about the energy that exists within us and around us. And so oftentimes within our lives, we may have very um, limited understanding, right? Of some of these dynamics and um, consistent themes that present themselves in our lives in terms of how we make decisions, how we best relate to others, how we can Um, access our energy what kinds of ways it actually feels supportive for us to approach things like food and movement and rest and having the opportunity to tap into a tool like human design is so powerful because instead of having to do a lot of guesswork and um you know, maybe plugging in with systems outside of ourselves to tell us what should work or what might be best for us. Um, This is a very personalized and individualized tool that's designed to share with you um, really powerful medicine about your own unique energetic blueprint and how you can work in the world in a way where you are really aligning with your energy system and honoring yourself versus working against yourself.
0: That's such a beautiful description that you gave of human design. And what came to me is that um, it's holistic, right? And so even though there are a lot of ways that we can learn about ourselves, um, the more traditional ways, and this just came to me, are more rooted in that sacred masculine. Mm. And human design is very much connected to the divine feminine, right? And so that mind, body, spirit and It was amazing when I discovered that I was a manifester, um, as as you and I talked about during our very first coaching session, um, because it made so much sense. So even though I have taken a lot of assessments over the years and all of them have have added some level of value, nothing like this, um, because even things around you know, struggling with my root chakra and trust or, Mm -hmm. um, love and how that plays out in my relationships, all of those things showed up in my chart. And so it was like, I had an opportunity to literally look at myself, make sense of it. And, you know, one of the really powerful things we talked about at my session, um, if you recall was that, you know, me having support as a manifestor is not just something that is a good thing to do. Like I actually need it. That's how I, it's thrive. required, right? Yeah. It's required of me to have support. So that is a game changer. Um, whereas, you know, we talk about, Oh, we need support just for this because like we need it for growth and we need it for, but no, some of us just have a certain orientation, which human design helps us see, this is your orientation. And this is what you I need do. if you want to thrive based on that orientation. Um, and so th- that was such a powerful thing for me, not to mention that, like, I love that Maya Angelo is also a manifester. And makes
1: yes. Me and Frida Kahlo part. and so many powerful women. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, exactly. The people that I quote, it's like, oh, that's probably, that's why I quote this person so much. Yes. So it was, it's just so powerful the way that you approach it and I know that, you know, you're, you're not the only person necessarily that does this work, but I feel like right. you're one of the few people who approach this work in the way that you do. And um, I'm just excited about our work together. Which leads me to my next question, right? You're, mm. you're going to be my coach. Uh, you yes. are. Coach. We're going to be working together starting in April. And um, I'm sure that in your work, you have um, touched the lives of a lot of women um, with mm. human design coaching as, as, and using that as the framework. So talk to us about how coaching is a game changer when it comes to leveling up in business and in life.
1: Yes. And so I'd love to really just like, touch in and emphasize um, one of the comments that you just made and then dive into that coaching question because I really, really love the way that you spoke to the fact that human design really is this tool that allows us to have more radical empathy for ourselves and for everyone else around us because it's rooted in the idea that each and every one of us is so incredibly unique and individual And that we all have different energetic needs, that we all have different ways that we can really be fully nourished and supported in order to thrive in the world. And just as a consequence of living on the planet um, and being a part of different like communities and networks and systems, we all are going to, it's inevitable, right? That we're going to be exposed to certain levels of conditioning and that there's going to be experiences that might um, encourage us to. You know, pull further away from our most authentic expression of self in order to find more belonging or harmony with others. And so human design is is a powerful tool, because when we start to stray from our authentic essence, when we may feel a little bit lost in terms of how we want to define ourselves and how we can show up in the most authentic and nourishing ways. human design is a tool that serves as a a beautiful reflection and a reminder of who we are at a soul level so that we can really name and claim and step into those aspects more fully. And so I love the way that you, you know, diving into your understanding of your energy type as a manifester has allowed you to name and claim and step into and embody some of those aspects of self. And I'm so excited to be able to dive into that deeper with you, through our um, one-on-one coaching relationship. Yeah. And so just being able to speak to that a little bit more deeply in terms of, um, you know, what are the outcomes? What are the ways in which coaching and mentorship can be so incredibly powerful and transformational, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, it's really beautiful because for each and every one of us, We do have um, a unique energetic blueprint and also lived experiences that can cause us to, particularly as women, particularly as women of color, right, to feel more um, pressure, to make ourselves smaller, to conform, to lean more in the direction of outside expectations versus what our soul is actually leading and calling us towards. And so being able to be seen and held and supported and guided through mentorship is really, I I think the most powerful um, part of that kind of relationship is that it is a consistent and loving container that is designed to call you forward, um, to help some of the conditioning, um, societal programming to, to fall off a little more lightly, and to be that consistent reminder that living in alignment with your soul, honoring your own needs and your own gifts and your own purpose is the most valuable contribution that you can share with the planet. And even though so many of us who are passionate about spirituality, who are passionate about being of service, right? Those are things that we know and we believe and we hold so closely at a deep level. um, That is I'm sure like a a powerful value for so many of the women that are a part of this community. And when we're in the, the hustle and flow of everyday life, it can be really easy to forget those things or to not prioritize those things, and so having someone in your life who is literally their job to help you remember that yeah. can just be so so radically empowering and transformational.
0: Yeah, that was so good. You gave us so many nuggets in that um, response, and you know something that came up for me um, it, it really related to the the first conversation that we dove into was yeah. just this idea of alignment and that sometimes you know particularly as a manifester where you know i'm seeking to be in connection right with people but mm. then knowing that when that connection and you helped me to discover this when that connection doesn't feel natural yeah um, then that's not the right connection mm-hmm. and so it further exacerbated for me like, it's okay that everybody is not my cup of tea and I'm not everybody's cup of tea because I'm Damn. somebody's cup of tea. I'm a lot of people's cup of tea. And exactly. <laughs> let me just put my energy there and let me not put any energy in things that don't come my way, mm-hmm. Um because those aren't, those aren't supposed to be the people in my field, right? In, in yes. my energy field. So it's it, even just in that short time that I spent with you, those were the epiphanies that I had. Um, and mm. so, you know, it just affirms how much value coaching can have. Like you said, when you're holding out a space to yes. say, I see you. Um, I appreciate your experiences and I'm going to help you to carve out the kind of life that you want that is in alignment with your soul. Like, yes. even that, like saying alignment with your soul, like what oh. is calling you? That is so big. And of us live our lives not ever knowing what our calling is or not ever feeling like we can ever pursue the, the one thing or the many things that we know in our hearts are the things that we were born to do because yes. of our conditioning. So that was, oh, oh, ooh. I just, I feel like we could just go home, but we have a, some more questions, right? <laughs> so we can't, yeah. Um, you've already given us so much life, sis. Um, uh, I appreciate you. and I know we're going to do some amazing work together that's going to be core to what I want for 2021. And so I'm just sharing my gratitude in advance um, for you saying yes to me, just like myself uh, means to you. So.
1: So, so beautiful. Yeah. So grateful. And it's so powerful to think about, you know, how, how disappointing. Right. And. And sad that it can feel for us sometimes when we don't experience that level of resonance or we want to create an energetic connection with someone, right and you're like it's just not hidden it's it's not fitting yeah. <laughs> um, but knowing that the contrast of that does exist, that we can have really powerful resonance and alignment and connection like we are experiencing right now, yeah. and so when we actually allow ourselves to um release and shed and let go of some of those connections that aren't meant for us, it creates so much more beautiful like portals and opening and potential for the aligned and beautiful and resonant, um, relationships and connections and experiences to begin to take place. Yeah.
0: Yes. And I'm feeling that I, I can't, and um, we talked about, you know, just all the ways in which we're aligned. I mean, in just the yes. most ways from, you know, our work complements each other and, right. um, just in, just in a multitude of ways. And so again, it's just, it's going to be great. And, Um, you know, if people are looking right to take their work and their life to the next level, coaching is truly one of the most viable things that we can do, particularly if we are working with coaches that really um have divine feminine as the foundation right we're gonna look at your whole self and we're gonna lay that groundwork for you because then from there the strategies rooted in that sacred masculine it comes easy
1: right it starts to flow more naturally right
0: so true so true so you know this next question segues really well with um you know, one of the things that you and I talked about, which is, you know, navigating through identities, right? Yes. And um, some of the the conditioning that we have received from the world about what it means to um, be in a multiracial identity, what it means to be in a, a female identity, what it means to be whatever it might be. For the, But for the sake of this um, conversation, I really wanna hone in on um, being multi, having a multiracial identity, and cause that's one of the things that I have expressed to you that I want more alignment with, right? Like how oh. can I make parts of myself become more alive that are mm-hmm. not necessarily hidden um, consciously, but, but certainly maybe on a subconscious level where there's that integration isn't present because I'm still Working through some of that. And I know that many of us are working through those identities and figuring out, you know, how do we create more alignment? And so, you know, what I'm curious about, you know, because of the complexities of of having a multiracial identity, what inspiration do you have for women who, you know, might have trouble standing in their power related to that identity or related maybe to any identity that we're struggling to integrate fully into our lives?
1: Yes. Oh, this is such a deep and rich question. And there's a couple of things that are coming to my mind, but also just wanting to name as well that this kind of identity-based self-work and self-discovery is a lifelong journey. And that we often feel like sometimes there's a race to the finish line and that there will be one day when we are in this fully healed, integrated state and that's what we're striving for. Um, But just just wanting to name and and honor and recognize that our identities as um, multiracial people, as women, um, as healers, these are things that will continue to unfold and evolve over the course of our lives and really our work gets to be in the space of loving ourselves and honoring ourselves through that journey because as we've spoken about so much already the outside world is unfortunately still filled with so many different levels of oppression and toxicity and um, just ways of thinking and being that do not honor and respect and create safe nurturing spaces for people of color, for women, for differently abled folks, for people who don't identify as heterosexual, right? So there's, there's like all of these different elements of our identity that are always constantly at play <laughs> in how we're moving through the world and how the world is receiving us. And we don't have a lot of control over how the world is receiving us, but we have all the control over how we react to our experiences and how we tend to and take care of ourselves in the process of what we're experiencing. And so I think for me, I'm still on this journey, right? Of um, really loving up on and honoring my identity as a multiracial woman. And being able to take a look at some of the places where I have um, done some deep healing work and where I have grown And then also being really honest about the places where I do still experience pain as it relates to my identity and um, my ability to relate and belong in in certain spaces. So just to give a little bit more context to this, right? So for me, I grew up um, in schools and communities that were predominantly white. And I typically was the only person of color like in my, um, what do we call them? Like AP or advanced courses, um, only person of color in certain extracurriculars that I was participating in. and So that experience made me hyper aware of things like my hair and my body and the way that I spoke about things. And that created a level of um, like pressure in me to conform and to feel as though it was important for me to um, prioritize ways that I could align more with whatever the dominant culture was, whatever the dominant narrative was. And so as a, as a kid, there were ways that, you know, that did feel sometimes diminishing, but then other times it was just so common that I didn't even, I wasn't even processing it as something negative. I, it was like, it just became so natural and so common that I didn't even question it anymore, which then that becomes even more insidious when it becomes so normalized that you don't even understand that it's a problem. So, right, there's just like all these different layers of things that are packed in there. Um, But for me, some of the most healing and supportive um, tools that I've been able to tap into are really like relationship and connection, sisterhood with other women of color, where we are able to, just be open and honest and transparent and reflect about our experiences and let each other know that what we experience is real and that we're not bugging. Like that happened and that was not okay. Those kinds of just like relational co-regulating experiences of connection and belonging together are huge. Um, Also being able to have the support of therapists, coach, mentors, people who are um, holding that safe space for you to be able to process and reflect and grieve and share and emote um because I think for me as well a lot of my experiences um as they were happening in the moment I never processed my feelings around them I just like suppressed my emotion in the moment and like smiled it away and just pretended like it was okay and just pretended like things didn't phase me so I had a lot of unprocessed um just hurt and grief and pain around things that needed to be that needed to be felt and needed to be heard. Um, and then also developing those personal rituals and practices that we can return to when we do need that reminder about our own beauty and strength and power. Um, there's so many things I feel like I could speak to around this, but even something like wearing my hair out like this is something that I would have never felt comfortable doing when I was younger. Like I had so much shame about my hair. And now that's something that I have been able to heal through and grow through and evolve and love being able to wear my natural hair. Um, and that has come through being able to be inspired by so many black women who are wearing their hair hair naturally and being able to see that beauty and that radiance um, in the world around me and knowing that that's a part of me as well. Um, And yeah, for me, it it does look like daily practices. And for me, my daily practice isn't very um, like, formulaic or even consistent, like I'll just tap in in the morning and say like, what could I do this morning <laughs> that would allow me to feel more connected to myself and help me find like some rootedness for the day. And so one day that might be yoga. One day that might be taking a walk and like grabbing a tea at the spot of the street. One day it might look like meditation. One day it might look like pulling a card and journaling. So, just knowing that I'm carving out space in my day for that self-reflection and that tapping in. Um, But actually this this is a part of my human design too, that it doesn't feel that helpful for me to like consistently have a rigid structure and doing the same things every day. But um, having a little bit more openness and um, creativity in terms of how I'm approaching my routine and my schedule feels better for me.
0: Yeah. And you know, like, but and in, in doing it with intention, right? So like this very simple question, like what you know, what am I feeling called to do, you know, to and these are my extraction from what you said, right? Today to feel myself, to feel my back yes. to um, so that's that's so powerful. And it talks about like you know, it speaks to accessibility around practices, like and having things in our, in our toolbox that we can pull from any given moment
1: right? Um,
0: to honor ourselves within that. And I, so, you know, I had a session, you know, I'm a therapist and I had a session with a client for the first time this week, and it was about identities. Mm. And, you know, my, my client said, you know, I used to think I knew who I was and, and now I don't. And I said, well, well, love, part of it is is that you're you're discovering a new identity.
1: Yes. It's not
0: that you don't know who you are. This new identity is is working to integrate its way into your life. So now, and so it feels like you're lost, but you're not really lost. It's just just a matter of figuring this out for you. And so an exercise I had her do was, um, you know, to write down, well, what does it mean for you to have this identity? Like, Mm -hmm. I hear you talking about what it means to other people, but I want to hear what it means to you. And because from that place, as you have, you know, so beautifully articulated, that's where the power lies. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times we're waiting on the world to show up and do right by us to make room for us to and <sighs> we keep waiting on the world um we will will never get the outcomes because if that were the case we wouldn't the world wouldn't be in the state that it's in if right. if the world just simply was going to do right by all of humanity it's our job to do right by our our divine right
1: hundred percent
0: for the greater good of um whatever the world is waiting on from us, right? Mm -hmm. So soulful alignment is about, we know it's not just about us. It's about- what is calling us to do in the world and we yeah. can't fully get to that place um and when i say fully there and i so appreciate what you said it's not like there's a an arrival point and even though this sounds so mm. 101 the reality is is that many of us want the solution right now we want mm. healing right now we want to feel integrated right now and the, the bottom line is, is that there is no right now except for whatever choices we make in the now to create whatever desired future it is that we want. And it's like that that continued decision. It's the continued reset. It's because without that, then it's, we just have what we are right now. And if we want to evolve, you know, I was saying, I did a workshop recently and I said, the one, the fastest way to evolution is being
1: so powerful
0: through reading, we can evolve through watching things, conversations, but there is nothing that is going to expand us the way that states of being are going to do. So if we're talking about making change in our life and we're only externalizing those changes, we're always going to be limited in our efficacy. We're always going to be limited in our joy. We're always going to be limited in our alignment. And then we're going to be constantly ebbing and flowing to fit versus well, no, like this is who I am and the world is going to fit within what it is that I'm creating um, Mm -hmm. because that's the power that I have to co-create with source. So that was just, you just touched on so many pieces that are crucial when we're talking about um, the integration of identities and this idea Mm -hmm. that that we have to keep working at it. There's not something that we arrive at and no matter how much knowledge we acquire about this and no matter how much we practice this stuff, we have to keep acquiring and keep practicing in order for us to sustain whatever it is that we're trying to create.
1: 100%. And also just noting as um, your client was experiencing in their session that we're also constantly in a state of growth and evolution as well and so our healing practices get to grow and evolve with us in that in that process but i i love i love what you were saying about the the piece around that we have that power to co-create with source and also remembering that we are connected to source that we are a piece of the divine a spark of the light And I think that our disconnection from that truth and um, yeah, just not remembering that we are divine is one of the things that keeps us small and keeps us disconnected from our incredible unlimited power. Mm -hmm. So as much as we can reflect that to each other and remind each other of the transformational power that we do have to create our own lives in beautiful and inspiring ways but also to be a source of change and healing on the planet is um wow it's like it's the greatest gift that we can give to ourselves and others
0: yeah yeah then that's such a great segue into this next that i want to explore with you briefly just has to do with your light right that was the thing that i noticed about you instantly um even through email it radiated through your photo um it radiated every single time that i would show up for the abundance challenge um and so the only way that you can permeate that kind of light is through sustainment and in your wellness practices, right? And so yes. we talked about it a little bit. Um, and I'm just curious about anything else that you may want to add about how, you know, women can create more light into their lives That's we know it's within them, right? How do they illuminate that light brighter? They're-
1: yes. Oh, this is such a sweet question. Um, yeah. And yes, just wanting to name that, that this is, something that exists within each and every one of us if you are a human being living on the planet today you have a soul you have a purpose there is a greater reason why you're here and the meaning and purpose of your life is to be able to give yourself permission to claim that purpose to step into it fully and to be able to share it for your own fulfillment, but also for the spiritual benefit of all beings. And so I think that at least for me in my own life, I have found that the key ways that I have been able to sustain my own light is it actually has to do more with what I'm keeping out. (laughs) than what i'm stoking from within (laughs) and so i mean the stoking from within is huge right the daily practice um tending to your own emotional spiritual mental energetic needs prioritizing those and um being able to root into the worthiness and knowingness that you are deserving of having a life that is an expression of your purpose because I think for so many of us, um, we've been conditioned or we've had lived experiences in the world that would have us believe that we are not worthy, right? There's so so many of those self-limiting beliefs, and I also still have them, right? It's not like I'm immune to them. And but you too, <laughs> I'll do, yeah, yes. yes. But and just having,
0: what, and what I found at least is that as we as as more comes into our life, we may have more tension around that, right? So this is where that arrival piece um, and and really throwing that out the window is so important because Hmm. we can be really good right now. It's like, oh, I'm flowing, but then flowing creates more. So yes. then now you're in in this more state and, and you got to deal with whatever stuff comes along with being in this more state. with that next. Yep. level. <laughs> and so this is so powerful because a lot of times we think, well, I shouldn't like, this shouldn't be coming up for any of me anymore. I already, I already dealt with this. Well, you're in a new seat. You're in a new season in your life. Exactly. The spirit is giving you more, which is requiring you to still cultivate this piece so that you can continue to be ready to receive the more and the more and the more based on the evolution that you talked about. So that's just so important for us to remember that as we grow, there's gonna be always be things that we have to work through based on that growth.
1: Right, and I can't remember what podcast I was listening to recently. That was, it was really speaking to this dynamic that, and, and this is also very energetic too, like tying it back to human design that, when we are operating at a certain energy and vibration and frequency, we're able to be an energetic match to call in certain things that are in alignment with that. Mm -hmm. And in order for us to be able to level up, (laughs) to be able to expand, to be able to increase um, the level of abundance as it relates to anything, right? If it's collaborations, partnerships, relationship, money, next level home, next level, um, car, whatever it is, right. That in order for us to be able to sustainably be in relationship with that next level thing, we also have to raise our vibration, our frequency to be able to be an energetic match for that. Mm, So there is an element of oftentimes like shedding, release, healing, repair that happens each time we're leveling up, each time we're expanding our um, potentials for what it is we're in relationship with. Mm. And yeah, it's tricky because like, I wish, I wish that wasn't true. I wish it was like, you know what? I'm healed. I'm here. Let's go. (laughs) It's a lifelong journey,
0: right? The universe is not going to give us something that we're not ready for yet. Right. So we, so this is, and I'm, I'm dealing with this right now around, you know, my ability to man, I've always been able to draw in money and and Mm. I'm very grateful for for that. I've always been able to bring resources in my management, my relationship Mm. with money in part rooted from my lived experience being in poverty plays out right like also, even though i'm far removed from being in poverty there are still ways that i exist mentally for in that space sure. and so it's it's one of the things that i know for sure that in order for me to get what i know it's coming i have to contend with some of this stuff that allows me to have a better relationship there's some healing i have to have around money and that's just one example Right. I have, I have a plethora of others, but that the money as we all do, Come on now. Absolutely. And, um, and you know, people think, oh, well, you know, you, you don't have this issue. No, we all have issues that we're contending with, um, based on our evolution, but it, it's going to look different depending on where we are vibrating at the majority of the time of the time. And so this is so important for us to remember that it's a choice Mm. to, Vibrate higher. It's a choice to change. It's a choice to heal. It's a choice to set intentions. It's a choice to stand in our power. And knowing that any given time there's going to be a a tug of war that happens. Right? I might, in my mind, within ten minutes, I might have go back and forth a hundred times about something that I'm struggling with. Right? So, I, 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 so when we think somebody has arrived somewhere, no one's arrived anywhere. And like, why? comparison is so dangerous. And I say this often because we just, the only thing that we should ever compare ourselves to is who we are right now and who we're trying to be. That's who we're seeking to become. Yes. The only comparison. Okay. So, so let's talk a little bit now. I, I like, this is an extended episode. We have talked about so much good stuff. Yes. Um, you're going to be on the divine feminine business summit, which I'm so excited, super, super, super stoked about. And I want to make sure that folks know what your topic is going to be, which is reclaiming your power by honoring your soul. So what can women expect from this session if they were to attend?
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to do this plug because I was doing, (laughs) I was really doing some um, visioning in the last week around what I wanted to be able to share for this summit and what message I think could be really supportive for women. And in doing that, I I was reflecting on the conversations that I was having with women actually after my five-day Soulful Abundance Challenge. So after the challenge, I invited people to hop on what I was calling an abundance mapping call with me. And during those calls, I'm always just you know, taking some notes, wanting to make sure I'm getting a sense of what's going on for people. Um, What are their visions, their hopes, their dreams for their lives? And where are the places where they might still be experiencing resistance? Um, Where are people feeling stuck? And where are people seeking supports? And as I was looking back through my notes, um, it was just so, I mean, not surprising, right? But just to be able to see that there was so so much consistency around where women are seeking to go like what is their big picture vision and where they're experiencing resistance in their life and the common thread the place where I was just seeing so much similarity um, across the women that I spoke to regardless of age regardless of race regardless of what part of the country they were calling me from, so much of this was rooted in disconnection from our personal power and not recognizing, owning, and claiming the power that we do have to be the creators of our lives. And so that's really what inspired me to want to sink into this idea of reclaiming our power, not Um, because one thing I was thinking about too is like um, how to how how to phrase this how to talk about it how to think about it if it was like um, you know establishing your power or embracing your power but reclaiming felt the most resonant to me because it speaks to this idea that it's something and we we spoke to this already in our conversation today right it's all it's all connected but that And we're born with this. We're born born with this. That's what I was going to say, that we're reclaiming it because it's something that exists within us and has always existed within us. Mm. And that through our process of living in the world, maturing, being socialized, we have so many lived experiences that would have us forget how incredibly unique and individual and powerful and beautiful and radiant and divine we are. And... When we have the opportunities to reclaim those elements of self, to honor our soul, to even have a connection to what our soul is constantly seeking to communicate with us, um, that can radically transform our ability to show up for ourselves, to embody our purpose, and to be of service to everyone that we interact with.
0: Girl, you said a word. <laughs> um, uh, uh we you know that was like a whole sermon because and what it what it made me think about is the emotional guidance scale mm. and empowerment is at the top right it's yes. with gratitude It's with joy. It's with peace. So there is something about knowing, and and you talked about it, knowing thyself. When We know ourselves. I use this quote a lot um, by Johan Wolfgang that says, as soon as you trust yourself, you will know how to live. So like that's when we, because from that place, we, we just do whatever we need to do in life. And we're yes. not tied to anything other than what it is that is calling us in this moment. And, um, and having our happiness and our joy be the most important part of our journey because that also helps to cultivate our power,
1: right? 1,000%. The
0: more we create joyful experiences, the more that we internalize this healing work, externalize joyful experiences, We, we just can't, we cannot lose. It helps the journey to be so much richer Um, because I know a lot of successful entrepreneurs, just like I'm sure you do, who are doing amazing work and, you know, maybe they're generating seven revenue, you know, a a seven income stream, like whatever that might be, but they don't have the joy right? Mm. Joy is absent. So, you know, this work allows us to thrive in business, but it allows us to thrive everywhere in life. And yes. part of the thriving comes from trusting ourselves, knowing ourselves. So this is just, oh, this is so good. Um, I can't believe we came to the end already. I could like talk to you all day long, but uh,
1: I feel the same. <laughs> um,
0: we we have to come to, well, we'll just say non-closure for now, not an end, just non-closure. Yes. And I want to make sure our folks can stay in touch with you. Um, so how can they go about doing that, sis?
1: Yes. So for folks who'd like to stay in touch with me, you can find me on Instagram at be dot connected. Also, if you are new to human design and are really curious to learn more, you can head over to my website. It's be more And um, you'll get a little pop-up that will prompt you to sign up for my email list. And my freebie for folks who sign up is um, a human design masterclass. And so it's a series of interviews that is um, just giving you the foundational tools for understanding the key elements of your human design chart. So I would highly, highly recommend that for folks who are interested, whose curiosity was piqued by this conversation and want to learn more. Um, so those are really the the two key p- places that I love to send people. But I also do have a Facebook group if you'd like to be part of the Facebook community and join the conversation there. And the Facebook group is called Human Design for Visionary Changemakers.
0: Wonderful. Oh, my gosh. So You guys make sure that you um, connect with Elise, follow her. Um, take advantage of these rich resources. If you're tuning in on Facebook Live, I will make sure to put a link to her website so that you can access this amazing resource that she's offering to our community. In addition to a link, if you want to take your own human design assessment, right? And yes. so that you can help to make sense of where you're at right now on your journey. And then of course, make sure that you come to Elisa's workshop because that's going to really give you um, a more in-depth look at what all of this means in concert, with um, the divine feminine, which is what our work is dedicated to. So Elise, thank you, my soul sister. Uh, I appreciate you so much. and just deeply looking forward to all the ways that um, we're gonna traverse side-by-side and make our impact on the world um, while of course expanding myself so that I can continue to do the work that um, the source is calling me to do. So I appreciate you.
1: I appreciate you so, so much. I, as a projector, am just so honored to receive the invitation to connect with you on the podcast and during the summit and um, just so so inspired by all the work that you're doing in the world and feel grateful to be able to have the opportunity to be connected with you and to work alongside you um in this in this beautiful way that you're sharing your gifts with the world
0: oh thank you so much i appreciate that you just so y'all already know this is why i love this beautiful woman ah. she's she's amazing in a multitude of ways and um so you heard it here make sure you check ah out in all ways um get on with this divine feminine business summit registration opens up next tuesday that's going to be april 26th through the 30th we're going to have 10 sessions on the lineup free of charge and we've got a vip portion which we're going to be releasing really soon um that we're excited about and then we've got our Be transform business and wellness program that's starting eight months of concerted support to take your business and your life to the next level um in part in support by the striker johnson foundation to remove Remove any financial barriers so that we can serve women from all walks of life and that money is not a barrier because um, that's what our work is all about as a social enterprise. So until next time, beautiful people, Ashe.